Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. That's Kurt Souter. We're here with Dennis Kaufman. We're talking about the few things you need to avoid, men, or be aware of in the adventure that is your marriage to your wife. And uh, if you are just catching this, we've uh, had a couple segments, and you want to hear this in its entirety, go to furtherstillministries.org. You can go to... um, to iTunes, you can go to Facebook and you just type in Solid Steps Radio and you can listen to this podcast commercial free thanks to our sponsors. You know, Dennis, um, you, you you talk about this no force and you, wrap that wrap that up before we transition into the next one. And Kurt, I think, you know, one of the one of the things that I've I've discovered that makes us vulnerable to that. Uh, I think most of us as guys, when we look at our life, uh, what I sometimes refer to as our personal kingdom that, that we're building, it, it is our tendency when we get married to to want to invite our wife into that space, into that kingdom. We want her to enrich that kingdom, but oftentimes we don't, we don't want her to tamper too much with what we have constructed but when you think about it that's really not possible Um, if two are going to become one there are some things that have to be dismantled about your personal kingdom as you you build that that marital kingdom and we're typically resistant to that i think that's where the control issues can tend to to pop up so again i think recognizing that need to to honor that that command to not be harsh if if we can learn to become more gentle and sort of allowing that remodeling process to take place over time with a lot of conversation then you know i know of no better way to give value and honor to our wife's ideas and thoughts and to make sure that um you know we're not just chiseling her into our world in our own way because that that will not get us where we want to go in regards to the closeness and intimacy that we're shooting for over the years we um typically that's not going to be greatly rewarded when we are trying to control and and even the word manipulate um and that that is that can be done so subtly and i mean i'm i'm thinking right now like oh boy uh, there's some conversations that i'm looking forward to having with nancy and uh just uh that's that's a good word, brother. Uh, appreciate it. I, I just think I've learned that if our needs are too high, if, if our own inner needs are too demanding, we will become manipulative in one way or another. And, you know, the only person I know that helps us reduce those needs and, and modify them is is Christ and our relationship with him. That's what he's all about. Yeah. When we when we draw near to him and say, Lord, I am so help me here. I am I am a lost ball in high weeds. Yeah in my marriage and I need some help. Uh, that's, that's a good place. Thanks. That's a good place to be. Okay. So, uh, no force. The second one is what? Um, I've called this one, no rivals. Um, one of the things I think has become very clear both in the research as well as experience is that, um, security is one of the key components of what allows uh, a wife to, um, to really be comfortable and to be herself and and to be open uh, to uh, the fullness of the relationship so we have to be i think deeply committed to making sure that she has her rightful place in our life and and that there's nothing that rivals that relationship and unsettles that sense of security that she has 
So, you, I mean, as soon as I hear no rivals, I'm thinking, well, there's no other woman on the side and all that. And, but you mean a whole lot more than that. Yeah, I think that's the most um, blatant, visible and blatant example of that. So, so most certainly that's part of why, you know, the, the Lord wants us to protect that covenant and to make sure that, that uh, we are not uh, involved with, with someone else in, in an adulterous relationship. But you're right, it, it goes deeper than that. I think um, women will watch things like uh, how you as a husband relate to other women. You know, do you have a, a flirty style with the server that comes to your table? Um, is there any subtle way that you cross boundaries and, and somehow give attention in another direction. Those are security-threatening components. Okay, so Dennis, you're, uh, I'm in your office and I'm clueless. I don't think I've got. There's rivals. I, I you know, but you, you sense, you sense it. You, you're kind of feeling it, and even little words. But you know, the guy, you know, if I come in or a guy comes in, and he just doesn't help help describe. Uh, he, he's got some rivals, but he doesn't know it. Yeah, I think a lot of times that comes through, you know, just the, the formulation of good questions. Um, it might involve, you know, looking to a wife in that particular situation and, and, and asking her, you know, do you feel uh, like, you know, you're, you're the apple of his eye? Is there a sense in which you feel cherished in this relationship? Um, and, you know, a lot of times that begins to come out and, and it's not always, you know, the focus of, of other women. I think, you know, hobbies, um, you know, our, our career. Um, sometimes I've even seen children become, you know, uh, a primary focus to where um, a wife is left with what I call kind of a scarcity mentality. You know, she is not being filled up uh, in that relationship. And so that creates a lot of vulnerability and and trust begins to erode at that point. So rivals can be, I mean, it can be hobbies. It mm. can be it can be things that you know just are, are good things, Most uh, definitely, um, healthy things. But it's too much, too much. Um, the relationship has to be, you know, a very high priority, and that has to become clear through words and actions. I, I mean, I think one of the big rivals that I think all of us have to do. I mean, I remember back in the day um, being newer in ministry and uh, my old mentor said, Kurt, you, your, your mistress isn't another woman. Your mistress is the ministry. That's pretty strong language, isn't it? I'm like, ah, uh, and you know, he looked at me and with, great, with great compassion and he said, Kurt, um, the Bible calls that idolatry. I'm like, oh my goodness, uh, you know. And he said, "There's really only one, one response, and it's repentance. It's to become broken and acknowledge it and say, you know, I want to be successful and I want to, you know. And uh, I had to, I had to tell uh, the Lord and to tell my family that um, ministry preceded them." And uh, I really had to change some patterns and thinking and uh, lifestyle. But that was like, wow. Um, what, what are some other um, 
ways that we bring rivals into our marriage? I think probably one that that stands out the most in our culture is just the you know the explosion of you know something like pornography. Um, you know you you hear a lot of different ideas from men about how they view that. You know everything from kind of a full recognition of the sort of damage that it can do to you know other people who sort of see it as sort of a victimless behavior, um, but. I can't tell you how many women that I've I've heard sit in my office and talk about what it does to them when they think about um, trying to compete with perfect images, uh, when they try to compete with you know the um, you know that that lusty woman that's portrayed you know in in uh, in some of those ways and and how deflating it is to to feel like you know, somehow I have to, I have to compete with that. And what is my husband thinking about when he's with me? You know, those things are, they, they have to absolutely yeah. just, dis, just completely destroy a woman's soul in many ways. Well, it, again, I, I've seen, you know, some women who, you know, have found ways to try to defend against that to some degree, you know, that sometimes even wives will, will rationalize that because they, they feel like, it's not going to change anyway, but but you know that it's it's doing some damage and it's it's creating a, a barrier that you know is it, difficult to overcome. To be honest, mm-hmm. well, so I mean, really, what we as men need to do, we need to um, examine you know, what, where am I spending my time? What am you know does and, and probably have a really open, honest talk. Get that posture of just leaning back, getting comfortable, and saying, "Honey, are there some rivals?" And uh, maybe re-listen to this segment of the podcast and like, you know, with with your wife and say, are there some rivals that make you uncomfortable? Yeah, I think it just it's so valuable when you begin to pay attention to that, because I think what most of us want very much as husbands, um, there's a line, I can't remember which one, but one of the Spider-Man movies where, you know, Spider-Man has he's been out fighting injustice and taking care of criminals and and uh and the siren goes off and and his girlfriend kind of looks at him you know like are you gonna take off again or are you gonna spend some time with me but because that relationship had a lot of uh, strength to it at that point as kind of a budding romance she just looks at him and she says go get him tiger and I think that's what we want as guys. We want our wives to bless us going to work and working hard. Uh, we want them to bless our round of golf or our hunting trip. But I tell you, that's not going to happen unless we have taken the time to prioritize her and to make sure that, that her heart is filled up with our care and love for her. Once that happens, everything changes. That's good. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with our final segment about the third no. The first one was no force. This one was no rivals. We're going to come back with our fourth no. So come back and uh, hear us finish up here with Dennis Kaufman on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and unfortunately final segment of today's show. We are talking to Dr. Dennis Kaufman. We are talking about the heart of a woman 
and you need more than four segments to talk about the heart of a woman. But we are going to try to do the best we can (laughs) to talk about three things that us as guys need to be aware of. The no's, and I don't mean K-N-O-W, I mean the N-O's, we need to be aware of. The no force is what we talked about in the first segment. The no rivals in the second segment. We're going to finish up with our third no here in our fourth segment. So, Dennis, what is the third no? Well, uh, Kurt, I call this wing uh, no passivity. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Jump on in. Let's uh, let's talk about no passivity. What do you mean by that? Well, um, again, one of the things that I see that that very discouraging to women that that sit in my office is they so much want an enriched, uh, vibrant relationship and and uh, they just really have a hard time getting their husbands to take initiative to to do some things about that and you know as we've talked about this this adventure that we're on this long-term adventure of marriage um, you've got to be active in that process and so um, I really think one of the the things that we have to guard against is is just expecting that things are going to work out uh, just avoiding the difficult challenges that are there and and kind of waiting for things to happen mm. it doesn't work very well okay i mean okay so I, I i'm sure that you have guys who are in your office with their wife and he's like well, I don't, what do you mean what do you mean i'm passive i mean i go to work i i bring the paycheck home i you know we got a home i'm, I'm paying the bills um but he's just not quite getting it. Um, how do you help him understand that? Well, I, I think it's one of the more challenging things because, um, you know, there, there are some of us as guys that by our very nature, we tend to have kind of a, a phlegmatic personality. It, it is more of our style to be easygoing. We, we don't like conflict. Um, and we, we really don't like heading into things that we're not good at. Um, you know, you give us something that we know we're going to excel at and we're more likely to jump in there. But, I mean, how many guys would jump up and say, oh, yeah, relationships, that's my forte. I mean, I mean, do you hear that very often? Chad, <laughs> uh, <Tad>, maybe. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. And so I don't think it's necessarily a, a conscious choice that we're making, but, but more of a just a a pattern or a rut that we fall into uh, feeling like we can kind of dodge our way through this you know relationships are kind of a women thing and you know sometimes we just expect them to be the engine that drives this and it just doesn't work well that way as far as getting down that track that we're talking about one of my favorite images for marriage here in recent years uh, I don't know if you guys remember like in, in those old movies where they'd have those little hand carts on a railroad track, you know, where you each have to be on one side of the handle and you're kind of bumping. That that really captures what tends to uh, to allow a marriage to thrive. Two people working in sync, kind of a balanced sense of workload and effort and energy being placed into into that thing. And and so if if the woman's doing all the pumping on that cart, how do you think that's going to feel after a while? That could be tiring. It could be tiring, and I see a lot of that. I see a lot of that in in the faces of women that I work with, and unfortunately, a lot of them are in my office by themselves 
because he's being passive. He doesn't want to come do that. Uh, I know our marriage isn't so hot. He might say, um, "Okay, you go. You go talk to the counselor, and, and then we'll we'll talk about it." And he's he, the whole passivity. He 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 struggles to even go to the counselor. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of times there's just tremendous resistance to that. Wow. And, and I see that a lot too. You know, sometimes guys will come, but you can tell by the expression on their face that there's a hundred places they would rather be. <laughs> and I always kind of take that as a personal challenge of, you know, how am I going to engage this person so that they end up finding what an adventure it can be. And, uh, you know, a lot of times that happens. So that's kind of a neat thing to get to watch. So Dennis, um, a guy, he's kind of clueless. How, how do you try to wake him up? It, it is one of the more difficult things, I think, to awaken somebody who tends to be passive. So unfortunately, I think, Kurt, what more often happens is that it kind of takes a crisis. Uh, things get to that point where, um, you know, the, the relationship is threatened or where there's been a separation. Uh, you hope it doesn't come to that. But if you've exhausted... Um, confrontation level number one and number two and number three and you're now you're up to the highest level of confrontation which is usually I'm not willing to live like this then um, a lot of times one's attention is gotten Um, but sometimes I I don't see a way to get through until it gets to that level and sometimes uh, you know it's it's almost too far gone it can be, especially if that's gone on for years. You know, there's um, there's even a new title in recent years called uh, the walk-away wives syndrome. I don't know if you've heard of that. Wow, no, I haven't. Um, but um, that phrase was coined because um, in our era, really just in the last decade or two, it's kind of been the first time where there are actually more divorces initiated by women than men and oftentimes it is in these situations where wives have been frustrated unhappy feeling unloved and and they've done what they know to do to try to motivate it's not working and it's not working and then you know they're ready to to leave and it's so sad because a lot of times once the attention of that guy has really been gotten he's kind of ready to go to work and you know that it could probably be salvaged but it's too late she's already built up too many barriers and and it's it's very hard i think for women to make the choice to come back in those situations because they're like well he's probably just doing this to make a quick repair it's not going to last and so she doesn't trust that Hmm. so you know if, if if you're one of those guys who's been um kind of in your own cocoon hoping things will go well it's time to wake up and be aware of the kind of vulnerability that you're creating by your non-action i I, i've i've told men over the years um whatever you did to get her to say yes in marriage i mean you whined and dined her and you i mean you pulled out all the stops and then after you got married you kind of stopped and um Man, that's the adventure. I mean, when you when you think about uh, what we did, uh, what what you did to get Denise, and uh, you know what I did to get Nancy, and you know 
Chad, what you did to get Jenna. I mean, we, if we acted like just bumps on a log, our wives would have never said, can't wait to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that's what you're really t- describing. That we, and, and that's an adventure. Who doesn't go through and, and you're dating and you're, you're getting to know these people and it's energetic and life-giving and, and then all of a sudden we stop. Yeah, and I think, you know, in, in many ways we've been we've been taught how to to pursue in that way, but we haven't been taught how to sustain mm. and and how to really continue that enrichment pro- enrichment process. So again, it's part of why I'm appreciative appreciative of what you guys are are doing. Um, uh, one illustration I heard some time ago that really stuck with me: this particular author was comparing um, kind of the the style of of a man with a rubber band. He said, we, we're good at stretching out to accomplish what we need to accomplish. But then we're, we're tempted to kind of go back to that relaxed position of the rubber band. And, and that just, it's not adequate to sustain the kind of vibrant marriage that we're talking about. We have to continue to be stretching. And, and continue to grow and to continue to develop as a husband. Wow, Dennis, we are out of time. Uh, brother, that is rich stuff. And so, um, Chad and I, we just send our thank you for this counseling, this free counseling (laughs) session for the last hour. Send the bill to Kurt (laughs) Souder, S-A-U-D-E-R. It's been a joy to get to hang out with you guys. uh, I appreciate uh, it. Well, thanks for coming in. Thanks for your wisdom and just your experience. I really, really appreciate that. Um, But but Dennis, would you you, um, pray for us guys that we would be men who would pursue our wives in an adventuresome, you know, that she is a beauty to rescue and that we, uh, when we live that adventuresome life, uh, would you pray for us? I'd be glad to. Uh, Lord, we, uh, we do cry out to you today um, with a recognition that uh, we need your help and your wisdom and your guidance to be able to be um, that husband that knows how to, uh, to be a leader without being forceful uh, that knows how to, to cherish our spouse so that she has no rivals. And so that we, we're not passive. We, we know how to take some risk, to have some courage, to be willing to experiment with things, to learn more about uh, the incredible nature of this uh, relationship you've created called marriage. Mm. We pray that in Christ's name. Amen. Mm, amen. He who finds a wife finds a, finds a good thing, Chad. That's right. But when you find them, you got to keep them. And, uh, you know, somebody I heard somebody mentioned, uh, you know, too far gone. You are never too far gone with Jesus. There were dead people who came back to life because of Jesus and he walked out of a grave. So if you think your marriage is too far gone, it's not. We want you to walk with God through Christ and he can save your marriage. Mm, Amen to that. So let's uh, make sure, guys, that you're you're fighting. I've got some some questions and some repentance I need from my wife that I need to give my wife after just hearing the show. So guys, you probably need to too. Don't be passive. Just go ahead and initiate that conversation. There'll be blessings there for that. So Dennis, is there a website we can they can go to or contact you? Uh, I think that's under construction. Okay. How about a phone number? Yeah. Uh, my, uh, my phone number there at my practice is 502-339-4511. And that's uh, Castle and Associates. Great. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio. You can hear our podcast. We'll post this on our Facebook page on Monday. So thanks for listening again to Solid Steps Radio.